Hello, I'm Molly and this is Care Experts, brought to you by Care Credit and Pets Best. Together, the Care Credit credit card and Pets Best pet health insurance provide all the financial tools that can help you be the best pet parent you can be. Today we are talking with Dr. Don LaHoulier from the Countryside Veterinary Clinic in Jefferson, Oregon. Hi, Dr. Don. Hi there. Nice to be here. We're happy to have you, and I'm going to be picking your brain about exercising our dogs. How much, um, how to exercise our dogs, so let's get into the questions. Let's start with just generally, how much exercise do we need to give our dogs every day? You know, there's not really a, a magic number. Uh, we, what we want to do is exercise them enough so that they're they're sleeping well. They're they're not over energetic. You know, I mean, a lot of these over energetic pets can be helped by just some regular exercise. You know, it kind of gets that that energy out of their system. They can play. They feel fulfilled and they're having fun. They sleep better. They get kind of on a regular schedule and 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 scheduling that exercise too is important because we can do a lot of things with our pets. But but you know, it's kind of exercising them and figuring out what's right for them. You know, some pets can go all day and seem to never take, take a breather and some pets don't, you know, they're maybe a little bit more of a couch potato and it takes a little bit more encouragement uh, to get them to exercise. And so there's different levels of engagement and different levels of duration, you know, that, that really depends on each pet. That makes sense. And would you say that breed determines that different breeds need different levels of exercise? Well, there's certainly some breeds that are more energetic than others, um, but I don't know that it's really, I wouldn't necessarily call it breed specific uh, levels, but, but definitely just looking at each pet, how, what's their energy level? Are they sleeping? Are they up all night? You know, does it seem like they need to expend more energy? Uh, but yeah, there are definitely some breeds that, that definitely can have a little more energy than others. And are they exhibiting bad behavior? Sometimes they just need more exercise. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, so what are some of the best ways to exercise my dog? So, so exercising um, kind of depends on what the pet likes and, and what you like uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a pet parent. Um, do they like playing ball or fetch? Do they like throwing a Frisbee? Do they like swimming? Swimming is a fantastic uh, low impact way to exercise. When that, when that type of water source is available or a pool that's available. Um, but it really comes down to, you know, what do you like doing and, and what does your pet like doing? There, there really isn't um, anything magical about it. Just, just you got to find that, an activity that you both like together and, and do it. Of course. And um, what are some of the best toys that you've seen for exercising dogs? Uh, I've seen everywhere, everything from the Frisbees to the Chuckets, especially if you're not good at throwing. Uh, it's a great way to get some distance on a ball. Um, you know, the, the nice squishy, chewy balls, pets seem to like those. Um, I usually personally try to stay away from the rope toys. I've seen too many dogs ingest those and have issues. Um, but if they're supervised and they're not left alone with them, they can be a great, you know, great way to play tug of war or something to throw as well. That's great. And let's say I'm a new pet owner. I've just brought my dog home and I'm just wondering how, how long do I need to walk my dog for 20 minutes or more? So some of that's going to come down to, to 
experimentation. So, so going on, let's say a, a 10 minute walks or, or, or a 20 minute walk, maybe 10 minutes both ways at a, at a nice regular pace. And then seeing, you know, get about a short walk and then see how tired they look. You know, do they look like they're ready for more for another 20 minutes? Or does it look like they're exhausted and they're just ready to go lay down and take a nap? And so kind of reading that, you know, starting easy and slowly and then seeing, you know, do they do they seem worn out after a short walk? And, you know, you can start slow and, and build into more and more, but it's going to be ultimately reading what, what, their, um, what their body's telling you and what they're telling you. And it will kind of help you determine the right amount of exercise. Absolutely. So let's say I've gone through that evaluation and my dog is really lazy and doesn't want to exercise. What should I do? Start experimenting with new toys, um, get them out, get them, try to, you know, get them up off the couch, so to speak, and, and get them moving because, you know, some, some of these pets just don't like to exercise and, and that's okay. But, but, you know, kind of getting them into that swing and, and it becomes fun. Sometimes it just becomes a new routine for them and, and pets seem to like routines. That makes a lot of sense. So if, um, let's say we're in the winter months and we can't just go outside for a walk, what are some of the best ways to exercise my dog? Well, I guess it depends. So hopefully maybe you have some room in your, in your house or if you have an apartment or if there's some type of plowed area or yard, if it's exceptionally cold, obviously it's not safe to take them out. Or if you do take them out, you know, there are booties that are made for exceptionally hot or cold surfaces. So if you live in Arizona or a very hot part of the country and, and your dog could burn its feet on the sidewalk. Um, they do make booties that are protective, that you can still get your pet out there. You can still exercise. Same thing for very cold. I mean, obviously if we're talking freezing, freezing, freezing cold temperatures, you know, nobody wants to be out in that. So maybe exercise in the house or have a little fun in the house or in, in your, in your garage. But if it, if it's not that cold, if it's cold, but it's not super cold, you know, you can still get booties for their feet. They can still go walk in the snow. They can still go on a cold sidewalk. Um, but just like people, you wouldn't want to be out there barefoot on an exceptionally hot or cold surface. Absolutely. That's a great point about the hot too. You don't want them walking on the pavement. If it's burning hot, it could hurt their pads. So mm -hmm. that's also a great point. So um, let, let's talk about eating dogs and eating after or before exercise and why that might be a good thing or a bad thing. So it really kind of depends on the dog, but, but there's, there doesn't seem to be too much, at least issues that I've seen related to when they eat in relation to when they exercise. Right. And does that go for water as well? Yes. It can go for water. Now we do want them to stay hydrated. I mean, we don't want to restrict their water intake, but you know, we don't want them to gobble a whole bunch of water and then, you know, take them out for a jog. Absolutely. And I know with certain breeds also, they can be more prone to extreme temperatures. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, a lot of times it's the thinner skinned breeds um, or thin hair coat can definitely be be more sensitive to temperature changes. You know, the heavy coated breeds, while while we think about them being better in the winter, they're actually not so bad in the summer because that that actually kind of it keeps the sun from penetrating too far in. But the thin skinned breeds, like our greyhounds, uh, maybe even like our Danes. Um, they have very thin skin and they don't have a lot of body fat. So there's not a whole lot there to keep them warm. And so we definitely, you know, they make jackets, coats, uh, things to put on them. So if you still need to take them out or want to take them out, there's ways to protect them so that they don't get overly cold. 
So what about uh, dogs like pugs or Frenchies or the dogs that have kind of the smushed nose? Are they okay in more extreme temperatures? So, so they can be. Um, we term that brachiocephalic, and what that means is short nose. And so, yeah, like you said, pugs and, and those types of dogs that have those really smooshed faces, um, they're definitely, especially the hot extremes, um, they're panting. And so those dogs have a number of malformations in, in the upper part of the airway and their throat. And so those very hot temperatures, that very heavy panting can cause inflammation and swelling in those, those malformed areas. And that can actually what we term brachiocephalic syndrome. And so it can actually close off their airway and they can have a very difficult time. So keeping those pets in a cooler environment during those really, really hot periods is very important. Yes, so it sounds like know the animal you have and know your environment and exercise your dog, but also take caution when you need to. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Dr. Don LaHoulier, thank you so much for joining us to talk about all things exercise with our dogs. We really appreciate all the valuable advice. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. More episodes of Care Experts can be found at carecredit.com slash care experts. All of our featured care experts recommend and accept the Care Credit credit card, which is accepted at hundreds of thousands of provider locations nationwide. For more information on how Pets Best Pet Insurance can cover up to 90% of your pet's unexpected eligible veterinary expenses, visit PetsBest.com. Or for more information on the Care Credit credit card, go to carecredit.com. Thanks for joining us on Care Experts with Care Credit. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share with friends and family. And stay tuned for new episodes every week. All information, opinions, and recommendations discussed in this episode are for your information only. We believe the information sources are generally reliable, but because of possible human or mechanical error by the sources, Synchrony or its affiliates, including CareCredit, does not provide warranty to the accuracy, quality, or completeness of the information or any results obtained from it. Any statement or opinions in this episode are the doctor's alone, and included data was current to the time of creating this episode. Please consult your own advisors before using any of this information. Pet insurance coverage offered and administered by Pets Best Insurance Services, LLC, is underwritten by American Pet Insurance Company, a New York insurance company headquartered at 6100 4th Avenue South, Suite 200, Seattle, Washington, 98108, or Independence American Insurance Company, a Delaware insurance company located at 11333 North Scottsdale Road, Suite 160, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85254. Pets Best Insurance Services, LLC, California agency number 0F37530, is a licensed insurance agency located at 10840 Ballantine Commons Parkway, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28277. Each insurer has sole financial responsibility for its own products. Please refer to your declarations page to determine the underwriter for your policy. Terms and conditions apply. See your policy for details.